where we talk a little, oh. laugh a lot, and no, nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Lauren, you're an old-ass woman. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Uh, so, yep. Um, yes. Lauren, what are we talking about today? So, Let's today... Also, well, we should say to you, a friend Hi. of the pod. Julia's here. <laughs> sure. Julia's here again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we're here. Julia, um, welcome back. Thanks. I'm happy you're here. Thanks. I don't know what Karen feels about it, but I'm happy. Sure. <laughs> You'll never know. Sure. Um, today, today we're going to talk about Mamma Mia um, be, for a few reasons. One, I understand Julia's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're on board sure. with the Mamma Mia well, train. Like, well, well, I'm about to ruffle some feathers. Do I'm it. built this whole episode around you liking the show. Sure. I do like the show. Yeah, that's But fine. I like the movie. <laughs> I've only oh. ever seen the oh, movie. I've never okay. seen the musical. Well, um, is it okay? That's no. Of course. Whatever. No. Thank you, Lauren, for saying it's okay. I don't care. Listeners. It's similar enough. Karen is a purist in that way and does not enjoy a movie musical. Oh, I like And it. shames well, me. No, 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 no. I enjoy a movie musical. I feel fine about it. I think there's been some really good adaptations. I feel fine. What I don't love is when we're playing a game <laughs> and oh, the no. whole point of the game is to like hear a song and guess which song it is. Uh, and you're using all movie versions because guess what? Oh. They're not orchestrated the same They're way. Different. And guess what? If I'm going to listen to a soundtrack, if I'm going to listen to the Hairspray soundtrack, <laughs> I'm not listening to Zac Efron and John Travolta. I'm listening to... Uh, Matthew Morrison. What? Matthew, Matthew Morrison. Morrison. Yes, Matthew Morrison. I thought you said Jackie Morrison. I was like, yeah. I don't know who that is. My favorite actor, Jackie sure, Morrison. I was like, is that a made-up person? No, I'm listening to Matthew Morrison and... Uh, Harvey Fierce. Harvey Fierce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm at. And... <laughs> So that is why I am a purist in that way. This feels like a, a very, very specific conversation that has happened. Sure, we've had it many times. Um, uh, if I'm listening to Les Mis, am I listening oh, no, to you don't Russell listen to Crowe and no. Anne Hathaway? You don't want to listen no, to Russell Crowe. of course not. Yeah. There were some good things in the Les Mis movie, but Russell Crowe was Sorry, Hugh Jackman, not one of them. Colm Wilkinson, all day for me. Yeah. All right. Had so sh- Sure. She played Fantine and... She did? Yeah, man. And over in the West End. And oh. also, I believe, over here. Because she has this great thing where... Um, Patty, this is a fun side story for Patty Lapone fans. Um, she, when she played Fantine... So, if you're familiar... Spoilers. With uh, Les Mis. Oh, Fantine's man. in the beginning. Here's and then happens. she kind of dies. Right and then she dies. does not come back until the very last scene, basically. Yeah, as a ghost. And so, what you're supposed to do whatever. is... Once you are Fantine and you die, you put on an ensemble thing and you get on in the ensemble. Yeah, you're numbers. like a lovely lady and stuff. Sure. She did not do that. Oh. She instead went to the pub, yeah, yeah, had a yeah. Plane, and then would come back for the last number and be like, I'm here as Fontaine. <laughs> That's a go. boss move, Because she man. was like, no thanks. I, like not And not in a disrespectful way to the ensemble, but just for her, she was like, no. I'm good. So yeah. she, sure, because she, Patty she, I'm Patty <laughs> sure, I want. like, I don't want to do that. So uh, a fun thing, if you ever play Fontaine in a, a production of Les Mis, there is plenty of time to go get a pint go and come pint. back. When I was in high school, the girl that was Fontaine took a nap. Like a real long nap. She was like, Bye. She was like, we had a fight. Uh, I had a baby. And then I died. And I'll see you Shop in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. So anyway, okay. uh, that is my feelings on the movie musical. Maybe we will do an episode one day about 
the trash heaps that are the movie musicals. We'll see. I like how you literally started and you were like, I love movie musicals. No, no, no. And then just I now you ended it said, to segue. I never, said, <laughs> I never said I love them. I said I feel fine about them, which surely most listeners and or anyone who's ever talked to me will know if I say I feel fine about something does not mean I love it. Here's what I'll say. I feel like some of them are terrible and some, some of them are aren't. pretty some good. Some of them are good. Some um, of them are great. Th- there's a few that I really liked and then there's some that have been Pavel was great. It looks like Julia is like has something to say on her face and it's just stuck. Yes. <laughs> yes, Julia. <laughs> Go ahead. No, thanks. Anyway. Sorry, that was going to be another can can of worms that I think is not. Sure. I love the movie. Mamma Mia, the movie. It's great. So here's what we can do then. While we go through this, why don't you uh, interject with some ways that it's different uh, on stage versus the the movie? Sure. Because that's a a fun time. So this, the reason we have, one of the reasons we've decided to do Mamma Mia today is one, because Julia's here and she likes it. And then also because there's this running joke now that I have in my life where I only play mom roles. And I am, listeners, not really that old. Uh, <laughs> I have just... You're not. I'm like a halfway through my 30th year. But as this is a podcast, you can't see her face. Sure. So old. I look no, old. No, 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 no. Um, just kidding. So I am currently in rehearsals for a production of Mamma Mia where I play Donna Sheridan. Um, and if you know the show, you know that Donna, the whole point of the show is that she has a 20 year old daughter who is getting married and that makes me feel sad because I don't have any kids and I am not old enough to have a 20 year old daughter Um, and it's just not the first time I have played a person who should be old enough to have a 20 year old daughter so that's like a real sad burn to me but that's okay I'm over it I'm fine I'm living my best life one thing I just realized is I could have a 20 year old daughter ah see let's trade here we go Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm coming to terms with that, listeners. Continue. All right. So anyway, I'm not ready to be not ready to be there, but that's where we're at. Not this is not an episode about me. We're going to talk about Mamma Mia, but this is why Karen called me old in the beginning of it. Sure, <laughs> that's like, why. Just that kidding. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about Mamma Mia. Um, it is a musical. It's a jukebox musical. Uh, for those of us that don't know, based on uh, the music by ABBA, which is a Swedish rock group from the '70s. And I'll be honest, one of my favorite parts about this show is the music and how freaking great it is. Uh, it's this wonderful. Is, this is one of those. Show- this is one of those jukeboxes done well. Yeah. Yeah, in set list I agree. Yep. There are, I have some critiques of the show. Sure. Um in the way you critique like lovingly critique like one of your favorite books or something, yep, you sure. know. Um but it is like it's just fun to work on and fun mm-hmm. to listen to. Um so I'm just going to dive into the plot. If there's anything else Karen you want to bring up like non-plot related, we uh, can do that. Sure. I mean, it's one of those ones Mamma Mia has been running forever and yeah. not necessarily in uh, like a permanent home the way that, you know, like a Phantom or a Chicago has been running for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's been consistently touring for like 20 plus years sure. and yeah. is one of those shows that uh, this is a real like non-musical theater show. Like if you are like, I don't really like theater or musical theater, you'll still go see this show and yeah. have a good time. It will be fun, yeah. Uh, and like, and, and so for that piece of it, it's it's pretty interesting. It did run in New York. Uh, for 11 billion years, for almost 15 years, uh, 5,773 performances on Broadway before it closed. And then, like I said, it's been touring 50 countries in all six continents. Um, and it's just been going and going and going. And I think there's probably right now, I think it's still in a tour. Uh, I feel like it comes to Detroit like every year. So it does come a lot. I did read somewhere too that it's had like a huge West End success. It's like yep, the it's sixth been open in longest the, yep. running West End show. Yes, it has had more of a permanent home there. 
Um, but I think, like I said, if only because it found more lucrativeness touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this was like, if you're an amateur production person, they only released the rights to the show for amateur licensing like recently. two years ago. Yeah. Uh, right before the pandemic kind of hit. And so, and I'm going to tell you, even like in our area, 10 people did it within like a stone's throw of one another. So it's, uh, it's a pretty popular show and, um, it's one of those that it is not too heavy. It doesn't make you think it's just a fun, fun. good time, fun music show to come see with a lighthearted plot. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's been so enduring. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I will say this production that I'm currently in was supposed to go up in yeah. June of 2020. Yep. And then we've just been sitting on it for a while. And I wait, we are reviving it now. So that's fun. You're waiting for Lauren to age. Sure. They were like, <laughs> we got to just put her in a little little time capsule for a while. Okay, so here we go. Um, act one. I'm going to read... This is like the synopsis of the musical. Um, and the movie is a little bit different. And also, I like the movie as well. I think it's great. I think the movie's um, fine. Right, I'm going to open this can of worms again. But, like, it's fine. The movie's so, fine. here we go. On the fictional island, Greek island of... Oh, I already forgot Calicari. how to say it. Calicari. Thank you. I don't think the script says it, I'll be honest. Um, 20-year-old Sophie is preparing to marry her fiancé, Skye. She wants her father to walk her down the aisle, and this all happens during, like, the prologue. Um, but she does not know who her father is, um, because it's just been her and her mom on this island. Sophie discovers her mother's old diary and finds entries that describe intimate dates with three men. Sam Carmichael, Bill Austin, and Harry Bright. So that's one of the big differences between the movie is it's Bill Austin. Oh, what's in his the name musical, in the movie? And in the movie, it's Bill Anderson. Correct. Oh. Okay, well, that's... Okay. Played by... Uh, Bill Skarsgård? Oh. Car- no, not Bill, I don't think, but... No, that's not... A, it's I can't, the dad. Sure. Skarsgård, that guy. Skarsgård. I can't think of his name. Sure. Um, it starts with an S. Stellan. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. He's wonderful. Great. Sure. Uh, fun fact, if you type uh, Stellan into your autocorrect, it'll change it to Stellar. Sweet. <laughs> if so you anyway. type his name, is it, t- it changes it to Stellar Skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I love that. Yep. That's okay. So his new name is Stellar Skateboard. Yep, sure, love it. Billy Anderson, love it for us. Play, played by yeah. Um, and they sing. She sings a song called Honey, Honey. Um, wait, who's the third guy? Harry Bright. Bright. Okay. And Harry. So, Sam Bill Harry, Honey Honey, it's very cute. I actually really like that song. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sophie believes one of these men is her father, and uh, three months before her nuptials, she sends an invitation to her wedding, uh, writing her mother's name, Donna, without letting her unsuspecting mother know. And then all three men show up. And it's a very cute thing, like, where she's, like, in the dialogue of the song, she's like, uh, they think my mom sent the invitation, and after reading this, I'm not surprised they said yes. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. okay, great. Um, yeah. Donna uh, receiving uh, begins receiving guests at her taverna. The first to arrive are her longtime best friends, Tanya, a rich woman who has been married and divorced three times, and Rosie, an unmarried, carefree woman. Um, the trio comprise a girl group called Donna and the Dynamos, and the three women catch up and talk about their lives. Donna laments about the struggles of running the taverna single-handedly, uh, and they, they all sing this really great song called Money, Money, Money. And this is my favorite song in the show, which is like a real burn because it's early. Sure, <laughs> sure. It's, it's one early. of my favorite songs in the movie. Yeah, it's just it's, so good. Uh, well, I love Meryl Streep, and she yes. did a, obviously an amazing job in this movie. She's so it's good. It's very good. But like this song, I always get sad because it ends like for me too early. And I don't know why, because it's not like a too short of a song. Sure. But like, I just love it. Yeah. I, don't know, I just think it's, I like look jam into it. It's a little fun, like boppy minor. Anyway. Um, 
Later that day, Sophie's three possible fathers arrive. Sam is an American architect. Harry is a British banker. And Bill is originally an Australian writer and adventurer and is currently American living in New York and on tour. I don't know if that means that Bill is, like, originally in the original parts of the script, he was Australian and then now is yes. American. So, uh, yeah, in the original script, they were from, in, similar to the movie, from, like, three different areas of the world. Areas of the world. Okay. And so in the original, he was Australian, and then they've changed it because I'm sure... <laughs> like an yeah. Australian egg. I don't know. I'm sure that's... It it's probably, weird. I'm guessing it didn't read as well or something probably. like that. Yeah, because in, in the script that we have, he's, like, just a writer. Yep. Um, so Sophie convinces them not to tell Donna that she invited them, and then they sing Thank You for the Music. Donna is surprised to see her ex-lovers, uh, and uh, in a very quick sort of reveal, she's like, Bill, Harry, and then she sees Sam, and she's like, you, and then she sings Mamma Mia, and she leaves in tears. Although... I don't think she cries as she leaves. She literally says, I got to go clean out my purse and pieces out. And sure. then she cries later, sure. <laughs> um, which is like dumb, but that's fine. Um, Donna uh, crying explains to Tanya and Rosie the situation and they cheer her up and they sing Chikatita, which is also really cute. It's a very cute song. I've seen the- I enjoy this part of the movie. It's really fun. And then they try and convince her that she can still be the girl she once was in Dancing Queen. Um, again, one of maybe arguably one of the most popular songs in the show. Um, here's what I will say. This is my first critique of the first part of this show though. Um, Sophie, we got some boundary issues here between you and your mother. And I like, like what? No, that's not appropriate to be reading private thoughts written down by someone. Um, but that's okay. I also, um, we got to communicate better. That's these are my thoughts. This is <laughs> sure. Well, in a realistic way, of yeah. course, it's like a huge invasion of privacy, yeah. and then taken a step, obviously, much further by inviting them all and being like, "Please don't tell her." <laughs> Surprise! They're here, though. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel, and it. I've only really, really thought about this as from an actor's point of view to sure. be like, how do you like play this realistically? And I think the answer is you. You don't. You well, just... this is one of those like only contrived in a musical Fantastical. type things because it's that's, a little silly. The entire, the entire plot hinges on her finding the diary, reading it, and yeah. inviting these dudes. Inviting the guys. Which is why it happens in the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty quick. Like, yeah. there's not that many details that were left out of the synopsis. Like, it just, yeah. like, goes and goes. And then here we are. Um, I had something else I wanted to, like, bring up on it, but I have mm. forgotten. So we're going to move on. All right. Um, Sophie had hoped that she would know her father the moment she saw him, but now is only confused. I, Sophie, love. Sure, that's dumb. I don't know why you thought that. Sure. <laughs> Unless maybe it was like one of them looks like you and the other ones don't. In which case, maybe you would know. But, no. Um, sure, if you're like a ginger. <laughs> or if you're, you're like, like super short and the other that, two are really tall. Sure. And like there's one that's kind of short. Yeah, no, that's No, it's it. if you were Asian and one was Asian <laughs> and two weren't, you'd be like, I think that's my dad. But like otherwise. Sure, if Sophie could play a melody on the piano and then the fan <laughs> Sure, as, listeners. If we, as we have learned previously, if you have some sort of genetic ability, predisposition yeah. before composing, then you're the Phantom's kid. All right. Anyway, um, 
So she tries to tell her fiance Sky how she feels um, about confessing what she has done without confessing what without she's done. Without confessing, that's a weird scene, though. Yeah. I don't get it, and I feel like every time I've seen it, I still don't understand it. So that's fine. I don't think it needs to be understood. It's whatever. Sky tells her he will only he will be the only man she ever needs. Right before his buddies ambush him mm. and take him to their bachelor party, and they sing "Lay All Your Love on Me" with flippers. What? Well, in a funny way, this little synopsis is problematic in which she's not sympathetic at all to be yeah. like, you want to know your dad, and instead is like, you'll only need me. Yeah. Bye. Sure, it's a, well. <laughs> well, and that's what, that this is where, like, we talk about musicals, jukebox musicals all the time, where they, like, some of this plot hinges on we got to get this song in. Right. And lyrics, this yeah. is one where I'm sure. like, this the the lead up to this song don't always gel with me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's that's it. I mean, it's a cute song and I think I think most yeah. people who are watching it are like, "Oh, this is the song." And like we they know they're getting there where like this is the song yeah. where all the dudes come out wearing like wetsuits and flippers and yeah, it's fun yeah. and like you do the thing. So I don't think anyone cares that the plot here is loose, but <laughs> it's sure. it's not great. Um at Sophie's hen party, which is a bachelorette party, they just call it that in the UK, I believe. Correct. Donna and the Dynamos, uh, which is Rosie and Tanya, they don their old costumes and perform a song called Super Trooper. Also a Cute. real bop. It is a real bop. I agree. It's nice. Um, and it's like a fun time for like people to go see it. Like, oh, look at these fun 70s costumes. It's yeah. great. Sam, Bill, and Harry accidentally walk in on the party and the guests pers- persuade them to stay and they sing Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And then in parentheses, A Man After Midnight. Which is also sure, one of my favorite banger. songs. Well, well, they're all ba- like they're I all think bangers. what we're realizing is oh, so good. they're all really good songs. Well, and that's what like you go to see this show because you're like mm-hmm. I'm like listen, a fan of ABBA music to be honest, yeah. and like I want to go. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I for every sh- role that I play, I make a playlist on my phone of like practice, like songs I got to listen to to practice. Right. Mm-hmm. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm not in, but I put it on there sure. anyway because sure. I want. <laughs> <laughs> not in that song. I don't care. It's good. Because I think at that point, Donna and the Dynamos are changing out of their costumes. 70s yeah. disco costumes into, like, normal clothes. Sure. So, anyway. Um, the, give me This whole scene is the scene of exposition. Yeah, it is. Because this is how she connects with all the guys. Um, like, it, interspersed in the stuff. How Sophie the songs. Yeah, Sophie is going to, yeah. So, this is how it happens, right? She Sophie first pulls Sam out of the room to talk to him. After he asks why he's here, he's overcome with guilt and goes to talk to Harry instead. But Harry asks if Sophie's father is at the party. Uh, she tells him the whole truth, which is, I don't know who he is, uh, blah, blah, blah. Although I don't think she mentions, like, there's three possibles. I think she's just like, I don't know. The end. Lastly, she draws Bill aside to talk to him. Uh, and she learns that Bill has an aunt, Sophia, who left them all the money. Oh, sorry, left all of her money to Donna's family. Um... Bill learns that Donna built the taverna with the money she inherited from a friend uh, that she lived with when Sophie was a baby, um, and that friend was Bill's aunt. Um, They both think this means that he is her father. Um, And if I'm being honest, not that it matters because you never find out, but I have always thought Bill was the real dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That'll maybe be a fun... uh, I don't know that I have an opinion. Yeah. Sure. Like, I've never... I mean, again, as an actor, I've done some weird, like, diving into this stuff. Sure. And I just was like, you know what? I Based on what I think, I think, I, I think Bill. Yeah. Sure. I think it would be fun if it was Harry because I think he's my favorite. I think he's really sweet. He is sweet. Sure. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, 
Sophie asks Bill to walk her down the aisle, but Bill wants to discuss it first with Donna. Sure, this makes sense. Um, (laughs) This has been her secret, after all, and no one knows. Sorry. This has been her secret, after all, but no one knows yet, and even though Donna... This is badly written. I'm sorry. I'm, like, tripping (laughs) over this because I cannot get the words correct. Um, But no one knows yet that even Donna doesn't know who the real father is. Um, because she's, hmm, because she slept with the three men in such swift succession. Um, I believe, like, this is detailed in the beginning where she's, like, reading the diary entries sure. and the dates are, like, there's two weeks, like, Sam was, like, the first yeah. and yeah. then two weeks later it was, like, yeah. Harry and then two weeks after that it was Bill. Um, so, like, swift, but it wasn't, like, all in one week. Not that it matters, like, do you live your life? We don't slut shame here. But also, the whole musical is like, I'm slushing my mom a little bit. Sure, honestly, a little bit. (laughs) It's fine, fine, fine. Well, just in a way of like, if you, this is why it's a musical. You don't want to dig too far in to be like, wait, what? Why don't I know who my dad is? Yeah. Wait, why don't you know who my dad is? Why is there a weird love It's just a fun thing to just be like, we don't know. We're going to find out. Or we don't find out. Or we don't find out. Um, So anyway, um, Sophie insists that they mustn't tell Donna anything and they sing the name of the game. And Bill finally agrees. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Afterward, everybody crashes the hen party, including the guys from the stag slash bachelor, bachelor party. Um, and during the party, Sam pulls Sophie aside and tells her he has figured out why she invited him. He knows that he is her father and promises to walk her down the aisle the next day. Then Harry approaches Sophie, apologizing for being so slow on the uptake. Which is, like, on the recording, and it's, like, very funny. Uh, he's like, oh, talk about slow on the uptake. I'm your dad. Um, and he's convinced that... <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, everybody. He's convinced that she is his daughter and promises to walk her down the aisle. Sophie leaves the party hopelessly confused, and she doesn't want to turn any of them down. And then they sing the finale of Act One, which is Voulez-vous. Oh, such a good song. Yeah. Um, here's my thing, right? Like, I... <laughs> Sure. If you have, like, traditional views on a wedding, I guess, like, this is a valid thing to want. But I also think this plot point is, like, a little silly, too. Like, why? You've never met any of these people. Yeah, why do you want any of them to walk you down the aisle? That's dumb. Well, and it's an interesting thing because doesn't she, like, not have a traditional wedding in the first place? No! It's, like, a tiny, like, Greek wedding. Yeah. And, like, what? Anyway, it doesn't matter. keeping in mind this was written in, like, this musical came out in, what, 87? Well, like... Mm. 90s? Something like that? No, I'm going to find it. You keep talking. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, the only thing that I will throw in is that, so far, everything very similar to the movie, the name of the game is not in... 99. Uh, Oh, okay. It's not in... It's not in the movie? No. Okay. Uh, That that ended up being cut. I think they, like, recorded that stuff. Okay. It's like a tribute, like, at the end of the soundtrack, they, like, play those songs, but it is not in the movie. Okay. I will say, like, my buddy who's playing Bill... Um, he does the casting for our shows and he's like intentionally cast to this so that I wouldn't have to sing that much because he sings like two <laughs> oh, lines yeah. in the name of the game sure, and <laughs> Bill, Bill is like does sing, Bill doesn't yeah. sing that much at all and yeah. it's actually like af- absolutely hilarious he's like these are my two lines that I sing and I'm done and I'm like amazing that's fine. next <laughs> so that's cool so anyway here, here we go act two now I have some problems with act two in the way it's arranged because of the pacing and we'll talk about that a little bit but um there is an entract and after the entract Sophie is having a nightmare which involves all three of her possible fathers fighting for the right to walk her down the aisle and then she wakes up and they all sing under attack um and this I mean there I've seen this nightmare done 
I think, 45,000 different ways. Like, it's different every time. I actually recently went to see a high school production of it because I knew one of the kids. And there was no nightmare. She was just walking around the stage singing Under Attack. And let me tell you, it was weird. That doesn't make sense. Um, Sure. It was weird, but also, like, the kid did a good job. So I didn't hate it necessarily, but it wasn't, like, what you expect when you go to see Mamma Mia and you're like, what are they going to do with this nightmare? Because it's like, anything goes in this weird-ass nightmare. Sure. I don't, listen, I don't want to drag any high school program because it is hard to do high school shows and you are at the mercy of like your talent and stuff but if you search Mamma Mia musical on the old YouTubes there is a version that comes up and it looks pro shot at first and then you get into it that is all thank you oh (laughs) (laughs) amazing get into it sure this is great um so yeah uh yeah we watched a couple of bootlegs of this, like some tours, and there was some like really weird, like really weird stuff out there for this scene. That's all. That's that's it. Thank you. Sophie is upset, um, and then Donna like walks in, and she Donna assures Sophie that if she wants to cancel the wedding, um, she can do that, and she can handle all the details. Sophie is offended and vows that her children won't grow up without knowing who their father is. It's a low blow, Sophie. It's a low blow. Well, and also, yeah, that would make sense because. You're getting married. married. (laughs) Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't think that's the exact point, but yes. It's not. No, it's it's like like one of those things where like, that's like Sophie being a dumb 20 year old and being like, my kids will never not. And we're like, yeah, because you're getting married. Right. Well, it's one of those like things where I I just feel like she has uh, this like residual resentment that like maybe they've never talked about. I don't know. No, surely they've never talked about it because that's how she even kicks off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, sure. The story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but, like, part of it is, like, you are sleepwalking. The reason it comes up is because Donna's like, hey, you're sleepwalking, and I know when you sleepwalk, you're not okay. And she's like, when have I ever sleepwalked? And then she, like, rattles off a bunch of times when when she was not okay sleepwalking and then it's like hey if you're not feeling good about this we don't have to do this wedding and then she's like oh no I'm gonna get married because I'm not going to do to my children what you have done to me and it's like very sure a page and a half of like kind (sighs) of sad well it's no it's the second act conflict in which you have to have it because there has to be resolution blah blah yeah yeah and then I yeah um, so there we go Sophie storms out of the room Sam enters and tries to tell Donna that Sophie may not be all that she seems but donna won't listen and she sings one of us um she hates sam at the it's a weird way to write this synopsis but sure. she hates sam at the end of she i think she asserts that maybe she has hates sam because at the end of their affair she said she never wanted to see him again but somehow here he is um and it seems that sam was the man donna cared about the most um and both of them wish they could go back to the start and they sing sos um I want to say, like, this synopsis is leaving out a few details that I think are kind of important. Like, he, Sam was on the island with her because, I don't actually know why he was there, but they had this, like, thing where they really liked each other, um, but he was engaged. Right. And so then he went back to marry her, or, like, go maybe break off the engagement or something, and then came back, and she was with Harry or Bill or something. Yeah, that I think that's, like, the, how... Yeah. Yes. How they explain it. And then, and so then he goes back to his fiance and she, I, the line is like, she 
married me anyway to prove how stupid I am. So he married this woman, and then you don't find out until later that he has gotten divorced and has come back to this wedding. So anyway, that's those are some details that I think are like a little important, but only a little bit. So they sing SOS. This is the second ballad-ish of the act, which is part of my critique of this act. Sure. Uh, and later, down at the beach, Harry asks Tanya what the father of the bride ought to be doing for Sophie's wedding. Tanya explains that for her part, her father gave her his advice and then paid. Pepper, one of the guys who works at Donna's Taverna, makes an advance to Tanya, but she rebuffs him singing, Does Your Mother Know? I also love this song. Uh, great. Love this. Uh, sure. If you've seen the movie, yeah. Christine Baranski <laughs> oh, she's so good. is amazing. And this is a hilarious song. It's like always like, just like adorable. I, it, yeah. this is a song I think that gets stuck in my head the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not on my practice playlist, but I still love it. Like it's just well, always in my head. And it's the, I mean, this is like classic, classic act two where you're like, whoa, a lot of heavy things are happening. Comic That's relief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Comic relief. Quick, here's, quick, quick. Here's some real fun here's, things. Here's a lighthearted song to just throw in there. And back to more yeah. serious things. Back to serious stuff. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Sky finds out that what Sophie has done in inviting Sam, Bill, and Harry to the wedding. And he accuses her of wanting a big white wedding only so she can find out who her father is. Um, and he is very hurt that she kept this secret plan from him. Uh, he storms off just as Sam walks in. First of all, I don't disagree with that. I mean, like, we got to be open and communicate. That's what a marriage is. But okay. He storms off just as Sam walks in, and Sam tries to give Sophie some fatherly advice by describing his failed marriage. Sure, there it is. That's where we learn that <laughs> the marriage has failed. But, uh, again, this synopsis did not mention that he was married in the first place. Sure, so. sure. Um, and he sings Knowing Me, Knowing You. Um, another ballad. (laughs) 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 There's so many ballads. Uh, Sophie is not consoled. She is still sad. Um, Harry offers, and then, like, this is, like, another location change, I think. Like, they're in the bedroom, I think, or something. I don't know. Harry approaches Donna and offers to pay for the wedding, um, and they... One of my favorite lines is, like, he just gives her a check, and she goes, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) It's just funny. Um, And then they reminisce about their fling, and they sing, like, one of the most adorable duets called Our Last Summer, and I really like it. I think it's really cute. Um, Sophie arrives, and Donna helps get her dressed, because I think this is the wedding day. Day. Yeah. This is the wedding day. Um, She can't believe her daughter is going to be a bride, and she sings a song called Slipping Through My Fingers. Oh, this song. Oh, so sweet. It's very cute. Sure, but to your point, like, another ballad. (laughs) It is another ballad. It's six in a row, man. Like, I'm telling you, it's so many. Because Our Last Summer is super cute, but it's not. It's not upbeat. It's, like, quiet. Uh, I'm going to tell you, the movie cutting half of these ballads. Sure. That's true. Knowing me, knowing you, yep. not in the movie. Gone. Yeah. Um, I don't think Our Last Summer is no, there No, it's in there. Our is Last it? Summer is, but it's not a duet between the two no, of them. just Harry sings he it. He sings it to Sophie. Yeah. Uh, like, on a boat. <laughs> on a boat? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. They, like, have a day where she's, like, freaked out about the wedding, and she just, like, abandons her wedding prep and, like, oh. goes and gets on a boat with the three dads. Uh, and they each like have a moment to like chat with her. Yeah, cute. And it's like cute. like she draws a picture. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> well, does actually, matter. No, in a very Gustav Gustav way. Sure, she, <laughs> she draws she's a like, picture. I can draw just like you. Oh, I can oh, play boy. this guitar just like you. Yeah. Oh, we both love this just like, like you. Like we both dream of travel. Sure. It's <laughs> like, yeah. like in oh, a way where you're like. Right. In the a point way, of it is that she bonds with each of them. Well, and in the movie, it's to draw out like who's the dad? We don't know yeah. because oh. Oh my god she has again something in common with all of them like it's yeah like i see it i see it um yeah real gustav gustav gustav, gustav. Mm-hmm. um okay 
in this high school production I saw recently of Slipping Through My Fingers, just as a side note, um, they did this, like, thing where, like, didn't really fit in the show, but it was sweet anyway. And I know that, like, every parent in the audience is like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> because they projected just onto the set in random places the cast's uh, childhood photos. So, like, oh. childhood photos of oh, these kids. Cute. It was very sure. cute. Didn't fit the tone. Like, I mean, it fit sure. the tone, well, but it's didn't. it's weird to try to shoehorn that into like a musical because obviously yeah. the musical is supposed to... anyway yeah but that no, was like a cute idea it was very cute and like i even i got teary-eyed i don't know sure. i knew one child in this show sure uh and she played donna but i like the rest of them i was like oh my god this is so cute <laughs> sure that it is very cute didn't make sense but it was cute anyway i just loved yeah. it so it was very cute um donna <clears throat> donna admits that her own mother disowned her when she learned that she was pregnant um, which is like, again, why wouldn't you have had this conversation earlier? But whatever. Sure. We got to have this in the show somewhere. They reconcile and Sophie asks uh, her mother if she will walk her down the aisle. Um, Sam arrives to speak to Donna again, but she doesn't want to see him. Literally, she says, I don't want to talk. Um, and she asks him to leave. He refuses and a bitter confrontation ensues. Sam tells Donna that he broke her heart. Presumably, when he found out, when she found out she he was engaged, sure. Donna tells Sam that he broke her heart. Yes, there you go. Again, the writing in this one is like not that great. Um, and she sings, uh, "This is eleven o'clock," but another sure. ballad. Yep. Sure. The winner takes <laughs> sure. it all. This is the eleven o'clock number, which makes sense for it to uh-huh. be a ballad. Yes, but the rest of them, like we got but like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but so the many. lead up of the previous ballads yeah. is like a crazy time. Sure, but it's a great song. It, it is, is. It is a great song. I will tell you when I again I saw this high school production. This girl who I know who played Donna, I felt like felt compelled at the end of the song to give her a earnest standing ovation. Sure. She was so good. And I was not the only one on my feet, like crying like an idiot. Like it was, she was so good. Where am I? It emerges that the two still love each other dearly, albeit against Donna's better judgment. I don't know if that's where we find that out though. After she sings the winner takes it all, I think that's just the end of the scene. They go to the wedding. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe that's the intention behind putting the song there is like, Hey, we do still love each other. Whatever. You're married. I don't care. Um, I don't know. So anyway, uh, here's some more comic relief. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rosie is making final preparations in the taverna. When Bill arrives, he's upset because he has received a note from Donna that, uh, (laughs) <laughs> he's received a note that Donna will be so- walking Sophie down the aisle. Hilarious that, like, Donna has lots of communication with Sam, a little communication with Harry, does not even... I mean, she talks to Bill twice. <laughs> like, sure. And she's like, listen, this is a mistake, and that's fine. Bill reaffirms his commitment to single life, but Rosie has become attracted to him <laughs> and urges him to consider, or reconsider, and then they sing Take a Chance on Me. Um... <laughs> This whole scene is just so bizarre. Sure. And uh, they're, it says, about to have sex in the taverna when the guests arrive. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Why? Why is this a plot point that isn't, like, why? Sure. sure. It's the comic relief. We're getting that's ready for funny. a wedding. Yeah, but that's why it's funny. The movie threw it at the end. They sure. they took that out where it does not happen before the wedding. They yeah. They toss it at the end. It's like a funny. Sure, that makes more sense. The show's over. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, I've seen a lot of versions of this where it's not like they're about to do it. They're just, like, about just to into kiss it. or something. Here's what I will say, and I will Weird. give the movie credit for this, in which Julie Walters, oh, which she's so good. American Ugh. audiences will know her as Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, Molly Weasley, what's up? But 
in the movie so, so funny, funny as Rosie. Like she's, she's just so like I, my favorite part in the movie is when she dumps over the boat when she's on that yes. little like <laughs> yeah. she like goes back and forth, back and forth, and then <laughs> over the side. That to me, like that kind of like physical comedy in that way, which I think she does really well in the in the movie, is very very funny. Love yeah. it. Yeah, she's super fun. Um, and like a very different departure for people who know her. Yeah. Because up until that point, like for American audiences for sure, you potentially only know her as Mrs. Weasley. That was probably the thing I knew her from the most. I'd seen her in some other stuff, but yeah, that's, uh, that's valid. Um, so the wedding begins with Donna walking Sophie down the aisle. Um, I also would like to just point out that like anytime you have a wedding in a musical on stage staging is a nightmare for this kind Mm -hmm. of crap like it's always hard and it always looks awkward and there's never like a good way to do it and that's all i have to say about weddings on stage i hate them i've done a lot of them i hate them (laughs) i hate them all the time um before the priest has a chance to begin the ceremonies donna acknowledges to everyone that Sophie's father is present. Sophie tells her mother that she knows about her father, and Donna realizes that Sophie invited them all to the wedding for that very reason. I don't know how we didn't put that together earlier. I like Well, sure. Because, like, in this scene, it just feels like you're like, wait a minute, she didn't know this? Like, I don't know, man. That's the thing about it that I don't get. Sure. But that's fine. Where Donna is just, like... A dummy. She's just... A little bit. Where she, like, just doesn't... She don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all three of these men just showed up at the same just time right before my daughter's wedding. Coincidence? What? I guess so. <laughs> Moving on. Where maybe she's just like, the universe hates me and leaves it at that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's that. She doesn't it's consider like, that anything else. I'm reliving some very horrific things at this moment and happen. I'm not even going to overthink it. Here we go. Sure. I don't know. I, that's, that's the one thing about this. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, the issue of Sophie's parentage is left unsettled, and none of them have any idea whether or not they're actually her father. Everyone involved agrees that it doesn't much matter. Doesn't much matter which one of them is her biological parent, as Sophie loves all three and is happy to be one third of a father. That's they, what they all say. They are all happy. to be Yes, one, yeah. thank you. They are all happy to be one third of a father, and a part of her life at last. Again, yeah. a run-on sentence the here. The thing that I would say is this is the most like nonsense part of the show yes because yes. it's great that they all agree like it doesn't matter we're all gonna be happy i don't need to know no of course they need to know like of course she would not like get to this point and be like well, i don't it doesn't matter like they would 100 percent do like a dna test and yeah. like, get it figured out now they can all still be like part of her life and be one third of a father yeah but like no you would not go through all this trouble and then at the very end be like it doesn't matter I, no, no yeah yeah Yep. Anyway, um, finally, Harry, who has made frequent refer- frequent references to his other half throughout the show, reveals that he is in a committed gay relationship. Uh, not the time or place for this, Harry, by the way. This is totally <laughs> Harry, we got to talk about this. This is not the time that you do this. <laughs> it's sure. someone else's wedding. That's fine. This is a guy that's sure, in silly the movie, writing. They make it seem like he it like realizes he's gay. Yes, that's yeah. what I actually remember yes. also. And then he do, they they make no reference of him having a partner. partner. And in fact, I think he finds a, he like, yeah. a young yeah. lover and they like hook up. Um, and it yeah, it's more of like a realization than a um, reveal. Than a reveal. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I mean, here's the thing about it too: is like in 2022, not a big deal. No one. It, this is not like shocking, you know. Uh, I think it's more fun to reveal that. 
you are you potentially assume that he's heterosexual sure, because, because he's in the running. He's, he slept with Donna. Yeah. yeah. And so the reveal is less like gay panic and more like, oh, cool. Okay, sure. Great. Yeah. Love sure. that for him. <laughs> Love that for him. Great. So anyway, um, suddenly Sophie calls a halt to the proceedings. She isn't, <laughs> she isn't ready to get married and Sky agrees with her about not getting married. So again, why have we not, Sophie's bad at communicating. I just need to say it again because I, <laughs> Maybe, sure. Yeah. Well, she's like a twenty-year-old dummy. Like she's well, then don't get married. Whatever. Right. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. The don't moral of the story is: do not get married at twenty. Um, wait a little bit. Sam seizes his chance and proposes to Donna in order to prevent the wedding preparations from going to waste. Sure, an awesome reason to propose. Why wouldn't you get married just so you don't waste? Here's the thing: you could just have a party, and that's okay. <laughs> you, you don't have. No one has to get married today. Sure, where they're like, we're gonna get married, just not right now. And yeah, everybody's like, great. <laughs> now it's an engagement party. Ta-da! <laughs> you know, like no, they get married. Um, and uh, he explains that he loved her and. Even when he left to get married, it is revealed that he called off the wedding and then came back to the island, only to be... Oh, so this is where that detail comes sure. in. Fine, fine, fine. Sure. Um, only to be told that Donna was going out with uh, Bill. So he went back, married his fiance, had some children, but then he got divorced. Uh, surprisingly, Donna accepts in a song called I Do, I Do, I Do, I Do, I Do, and I had to count that on my hand because there's five I do's. Um, one thing we learn about <laughs> ABBA in this musical is they, they love a song title that has multiple sure, words. they love a repeat. The same word over and over again. Um, in the end, Sam and Donna get married, and at the end of the night, Sophie and Skye depart on a round-the-world tour in I Have a Dream. Uh, and then Karen's favorite part happens, <laughs> where they have bows and a, um, a mega mix. We love well, a mega mix. <laughs> here's the thing, though. In this type of show, I don't hate it as much if only because it's not a it's not a full mega mix though it's only they only do like three of the big songs they do mamma mia dancing queen and and then they throw waterloo in there and i think that was literally because they wanted waterloo in the song in the show couldn't work it in yeah (laughs) but here's the thing i don't mind that if only because those songs are meant to be like Everybody in the audience, sing along, yeah. get out in the yeah. aisles and dance like that, which I do hate. But sure. um, so in it. that way, it's not like a full thing. I'm the mega mixes that I dislike and have been talking about. Uh, do every single song from the show, and you're like, we just did this. But at why? least like Waterloo's <laughs> like new. Yeah, Dancing Queen and Mamma Mia are in the first half, so like that's I fair. don't. Yeah, that's true. But like to be like. Um, high School Musical. I'm looking at you to be like we just sing. Joseph and the amazing technical Oh, we're singing it again. <laughs> we, you just sang it, yeah. and it's not a tag. It's like a full version of it again. To me, is like a dumb time. I yeah. don't mind it for this though, because I think also they do it in such a way as well of like everyone's having the best time and like yeah. woo, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I had the mega mixes because uh, Greece has a mega mix now too oh. that we like certainly did not do. No, and it's like, well, we just sang all those songs though, my dudes. Do like, we, we need, need to do, to do this do again? again? Yeah, yeah, and then it's fun. And then the fun part about it is you get more of the fun costumes, right? That's why. Um, that's you know, Abba inspired, brightly colored, fun times, and then Sam, Bill, and Harry also end up in brightly colored Correct. costumes, which is fun and hilarious. Yes. Um, I've seen a production of this where, like, all of the ensemble were in those, like, remember from the early aughts, those, like, crinkly t-shirts that were, like, one size fits all? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, in that way, they make it, 
like they the point of it is that everybody's like having the party now and into yeah. it mm-hmm. but if to, the sake of just re-singing a song at the end like the full song is yeah. nuts to me um we have a friend who went to see this like on a tour maybe like on a school trip or something uh who is not a musical theater person but by the time we got to this like encore mega mix nonsense he was like in the aisles like just (laughs) feeling everything about it and i was like this is so good (laughs) so good so that's it um i will say too like the script details where people should bow in this mega mix Mm. and it's never made sense to me it's a very weird yeah it's like it's a weird thing because they like bow multiple times there's a short version and a long version of the bows Mm. um which is weird but yeah here it is company bow donna bow sophie bow sam bow harry and tanya bill and rosie company uh, ensemble and company again and then, like, it happens again later, but backwards. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't get sure. it. So that's why I, like, I don't know. I think we're going to... Sure, in which the script has dictated the order that everybody's supposed to bow. Yeah, but also, like, it Interesting. logically doesn't check out there. someone doing bows, you what a dream. <laughs> I would love for the script to be like, and then this person goes, and then this person goes, because I hate having to be like, mm, you two together, you get your own bow. Yeah. So, uh... Do that more. <laughs> please, more of that. If you're writing a sure. musical, please script the bows for us. That's uh, sure. the moral of the story. Um, yeah, there is one line that I want to point out in this script that is my favorite. Um, and I don't know where it is. So well, it, while you look for that, yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, in comparison to the movie, the movie cuts out a lot of the ballads. Uh, the movie reworks the order of some songs yep. while mm-hmm. keeping the plot, everything in the same order. Um, and then if you have seen the sequel, you will know that a lot of the songs that they cut out of the musical, oh, uh, they show up in, they show up in the second movie. Yes. I have seen it, but I don't remember that part, but that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Knowing me, knowing you ends up in the second movie. Um, name of the game ends up in the second movie. Well, Uh, they bring Waterloo in as like an actual plot. Uh, recorded name of the game because it's on the soundtrack. She did, yes. Oh, so, uh, like I said, a couple of the songs that got cut from the musical into the first movie got recorded. Right. Um, and like they do do Waterloo as um, like Credit. the credits, the credits song, and, stuff. Yeah, and it's I very cute that. and it's very funny. Um, cool. But yeah, a lot of those songs that people uh, love from the musical end up in the second movie. The long-awaited sequel. Cash grab. There are some other, like, notes on the music here. Um, During the preview period, uh, there's the song Summer Night City appeared just after the prologue. Hmm. I don't know that song. Sure, Um, I also don't know the song. It is scripted that Donna hums a little bit of Fernando. Which is also a song I don't know, so uh, but oh, it's not in any of the music. It's in the second movie. <laughs> yeah, it is in the second sure. movie. I remember that. I don't know, like off the top of my head, I'm like, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there it is. Okay, great, great, great. No, you have to stop. We don't have license. We we are not allowed. Sorry, we, sorry, we haven't sorry. paid for it. Uh, <laughs> sure. In which if, uh, current listeners, you also know she's saying some stuff from Diana. Not worried about that, but I would be worried about <laughs> Abba coming after us. Sure. So. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Abba, I, you, you can cut that out. It's fine. Um. <laughs> There is also a song that Sky briefly sings before Lael, Your Love on Me, has varied between productions hmm. um, in previews, I guess, or workshops, where, like, at one point it was the King Kong song. What? I don't know. I don't know that song. <laughs> okay. Summer Night City again. Um, Dum Dum Diddle. And She's My Kind of Girl, um, which is just Bjorn and Benny. I don't know. Versus the other two. Um 
the the wedding march that is played as Sophie walks down the aisle is just a slower like uh arrangement of dancing queen <laughs> which yeah, is like hilarious kind of and adorable um and then it mentions it just talks it breaks down the finale with Mamma Mia dancing queen and Waterloo so uh, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Like I said, this show is in the top ten longest running shows on Broadway. I think Wicked surpassed it to push it down to like seventh or eighth. There's been a lot of people in this show. I think more interestingly, like not a ton of people in the adult cast that you would be like, oh, oh. But a lot of young people, like young actresses that we know now have played Sophie. Mm. So like Christy Altamere, Dove Cameron, Erica Henningsen. Uh, Susie Mathers. Huh. Like, those are names that are now... And I think a lot of those ladies played them on tour and things like that because it, obviously it ran. Like, I know for sure Christy Altimore did it on tour. Dove Cameron did it when they did it at, like, the Hollywood Bowl. Sure, the Dove Cameron one is, like, recent-ish. Yep. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where this show has just been going for so long uh, that it really, to me, is not... It's not a surprise that, you know, it's like I said, it's been going forever. Right. Um... I found my favorite line. So it's uh, it's in the first act. It's after Donna has been like, oh, the dudes are here. That sucks. And she's talking to Rosie and Tanya. And um, she says, I don't want them uh, spoiling it. Like, what have they ever done for their daughter? And Rosie says, to be fair, they didn't know she existed, <laughs> which is valid. Thank you, Rosie, <laughs> yeah. for being like the you know voice of reason here. And then Donna says, and they don't need to know. I've done a damn good job with Soph all by myself, and now I'm going to be muscled out by an ejaculation. Sure. That's in the script. Line. It is yeah. a good line. And yep. they did put it in the movie. And <laughs> like, here's the thing, right? We were watching a bootleg version of this on tour to like prepare for rehearsals. And I was like, yo, that's got to be an ad lib or something. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way that that is. I'm nope. not, I have to say that. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. And they like pulled out the script and they were like, there it is. <laughs> the word ejaculation. And I was like, amazing. This is, this script is just. Sure. Like, well, shake. as I said, this is one of the, to me, this is a jukebox musical that like really does a good job where the music is great. Mm-hmm. I think the arrangements are good. So good. Sure, Nothing, one of the best. There's not like too many. There's like, there's a couple, but nothing is really shoehorned in where you're like, oh, where's that person from? Why? Oh, singing a song. Like, it's really done in a nice way, I yeah. think. And the story is fun. Like, it's yeah. a fun story that it's the music makes fun. sense to. And yeah. mm-hmm. you're not like, what is this plot? Like, You just have to not overthink it. And that's yeah. my problem is right now I'm overthinking it a sure. little bit. Um, well, you're in it. But I you got yeah. like, you have, you have to. to. I have to justify my choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I do, you know, the music I just, especially Act 1, man, like, bop after bop. Sure. I wish the pacing in Act 2 were, like, a little bit stronger. No, here's the thing. I agree okay. with you. It is pretty ballady. And yeah, in a way where... Man, that is like, but that to me is like just the pitfall of a second act. A lot of second acts, you're like, yeah. the fun is over. Now we got to get to the plot. <laughs> so I don't know. But in that sense, it's also a good song. So I agree with you. I definitely, which is probably why the movie changed a bunch of that sure, stuff. Yeah. It rearranged the order of some things and it cut out some things. Sure. Yeah. Because- and here's the thing. That is in the great... Uh, tradition of movie musicals in which if you watch Sound of Music, that stuff's in a different order. If you watch Grease, songs are cut in a different order. They're all over the place. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things where in the... When you have the hindsight of 2020 and you have the ability to move things around, it does help. I think it does. And some of it is good. I will say... Um, this this show could help be helped by some lesser ballads. Yeah. Grease, honestly, that pacing is better the way they've moved some of those songs around. So absolutely, I, I, I'm with it. Um, yeah. 
Okay, well, I think, let's see, uh, if, uh, on a scale of no dads to, <laughs> oh my God. uh, to three dads, what, what oh. do we give this? Oh boy. That's not a lot of dads to work with. Well, but like, you three. know, three. Can, can Minus three. Half? I love this musical. Yeah. I think it's, I haven't seen the musical, but from everything that you just read to me and from what I imagine is a similar, even you reading lines that I know to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a good show. It's, yeah. It's one of the best, if not the best uh jukebox oh. musical oh i think it's one of the That's best a strong word no, yeah sure, no, let's, sure let's i'm just saying it's all right no, no, no you're I'm allowed to saying. say that i i think it is a very good jukebox musical in a way where jukebox musicals are becoming more and more common sure uh and are not some of them are not good That's good <laughs> i think or they're just i think much. that mama mia is and also one of the originals, no? Yeah. One of the first. It's one of the first. It's one yeah. of it's it's definitely one of the like pioneers of it. And I would say too, in an interesting way, one of a jukebox musical in its truest sense of it's a story plot line that has nothing to do with ABBA. With, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not the Donna Summer musical where it's like, well, it's Donna Summer's music, but like it's the story of her life. Or yeah. Jersey Boys, which is like jukebox technically, but like also story of their like yeah sure so which to i me, enjoy more than any of the other i know so anyway i'm just saying but in that way <laughs> yeah. I, to me it takes a plot that has nothing to do yep. with that group that made it and is like you know you know chugging along so yeah three dads from you three, three dads, dads from you i enjoy probably i mean i would say maybe two and a half just for for what i, I don't know which one i'm pacing. cutting off yeah sure. the, the yeah. pacing bill. of second bill is maybe half a dad anyway <laughs> sure he yeah fine again but i he i still maintain that i think he is the dad sure but um i either way for me two and a half only because the pacing in act two is like kind of a rough time for me Mm -hmm. and i i feel personally connected to it because the pacing in act two falls on my shoulders (laughs) at this moment in time so i'm like a lot of heavy lifting for donna i mean first act also because she sings lead on all the bop songs but those are at least fun and i like the way i brought this up at rehearsal the other day i like the way they scaffold it because her first song that she sings is Money, Money, Money. Starts mm-hmm. in, like, the basement. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sure, so sure. then we they work up to... Sure, you're not, like, yeah. tippity-top. We're not immediately minute. belting a high a seat. Yeah. So we work up to the winner takes it sure. all, which I think is, like, that's very smart, the sure, way they friendly. crafted just the set list. Singers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is... I feel a little bit of pressure on the pacing a little bit for me, and sure. I am, like, stressed out about it. So Listen, that's why it's... I give happy. this three because... Three dads. Because this is, to me, what, like the epitome and like the perfect example of like a fun entertaining musical Mm -hmm. where you are there's no lesson to kind of be learned you don't leave it like changed there's no like you know what i mean you're not there's no like deep sad like whoa whoa you know and it's just meant to be a fun night out where you get drinks before and then you maybe get drinks after (laughs) and during and it's just you know like and to me also this is one of those musicals that you can bring anyone to like you don't have to be firmly entrenched in like, well, I love musical theater. Sure, there's, no, like, there's no gatekeeping in correct. this musical. No, there is not. That's correct. a good way no. to put that. This there is no gatekeeping is for everybody. Um, yeah, even like even in like a kids versus not kids. Like the yeah. subject matter, some people might deem like a little ejaculation. <laughs> Sure, sure. You peak the mics for that one. Great. You're welcome. Some people might deem it, like, a little inappropriate because, obviously, it's based around Donna being, I don't know. Promiscuous. Promiscuous. And unsafe sex. Sure. Sure. Which is... That is uh, a thing, a conversation, I guess, to have, right? Like, (laughs) maybe it opens up that. But other than that, like, 
Nothing too crazy. Uh, well, and for some kids, depending on the age, that part of it might just go right over their head. Correct. You know? Correct. And, like, the middle school kids that know, they know, and they're like, you know what? They see worse things on TikTok, probably. So, yeah. moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I think uh, I think we did it. I'm going to say uh, let's exit stage left, followed by men in flippers. Yes. <laughs>